0: This is Cleantech Talk, Cleantechnica's podcast series interviewing cleantech leaders from around the world. This episode is being sponsored by Tesla Shuttle. All right, we're here with Tomasz Gacz uh, today for Clean Tech Talk. Tomasz has had electric vehicles in Poland since, ooh, how long has it been, Tomek? It's like
1: 2013.
0: So six years, approximately six years, very early adopter, one of those hardcore early adopters had a Nissan Leaf, of course, and he's got a courier company for 20 years, which the the Leaf has been used in. Can you speak a little bit more uh, to start off? Oh, of course, and I'm Zachary Shahan with Clean Technica. This is our regular Clean Tech Talk podcast where we interview EV experts across all different arenas. So Tomek, to start off, how did you first get into electric vehicles? And yeah, how did you first get into electric vehicles?
1: First, I seen like a video on YouTube uh, about Tesla. And then I like realized it's really possible to, to uh, produce the compelling electric vehicle. However, in, in Europe at that time, Tesla wasn't available. So I started to look for uh, any other electric vehicle, and I um, at that time uh, Nissan was.
0: Were you watching Bjorn back then? When did Bjorn start? Was this f- no, I
1: don't think it was Bjorn, it, it was uh, just you know, I, I don't really remember, but um,
0: must have been clean, technically. I'm just kidding, <laughs> no, <laughs> it, might
1: okay. be, it might be, I don't know, but, yeah. But and then I, I start to look for any other electric vehicle, and Nissan Leaf was available in Poland, so when I just first, you know, drove it like. 15 minutes. I realized that this is the way it should be, that its internal combustion engines are really crappy, and it was kind of very new to me. But and I realized it's it's a good way to go.
0: And you use I I believe you use it for the courier company from the beginning, but it's it's also in. I mean, it's a good, fine family car in the U.S. In Europe, it's. Pretty much like a big family car for a lot of people. I mean, there's not uh, people buy much. People buy much smaller cars uh, in in Europe generally. We don't have as big of people or as big of space and all of that. Can you say a little bit if you've used it for family purposes and courier purposes and what the difference
1: has been for you? Um, At that time, uh, Nissan uh, has no. There was no Env 200 as it is now, uh, which is real delivery van. Um, and actually there was, I couldn't find any electric vehicle, electric van at that time. So uh, in in couriers, we have some little um, packages with documents for banks and so on. So we, uh, it's not easy, but we uh, sometimes can use just uh, personal cars uh, instead of uh, light trucks. So... Uh, mm-hmm. So if, if I couldn't find any electric van, I just bought leave. So yeah, um, so that was, uh, of course, after hours, I use it sometimes for family purposes as well. Uh, and in both cases, it was uh, really good to use it.
0: And you actually, you let us borrow it once uh, before you, when you hardly knew me. You let uh, let us borrow it for a few days to test it out for uh, my family here in Poland. Yeah. I don't. I think this was when we just had Lily, our older daughter. I don't think Julia was born yet, although I'm not sure now. No. No, no, yeah, and it worked great as you know, family vehicle. But we don't actually need a car here, so we didn't didn't have one. Yeah. So you know, jumping to the the delivery work that you do, why use electric delivery vehicles? What's the point? Why why do you do it?
1: Um, from the company's perspective, it's uh, cheaper to run. Uh, it's more comfy for drivers, just because it has no gearbox and it's just quiet. And uh, it's also part of marketing or csr of company as well as a company that uh, is uh, taking care of environment and so on so this is from the company's perspective and uh, from the like city perspective it's it's really good to have uh, electric delivery vans in the in the city just because they are zero emission and and they are much quieter that's that these are simply this is it it's especially important for the city centers, yeah, as they are so packed with buildings and uh, and cars.
0: And of course, I know you have a personal, you're you're personally very passionate about being greener, helping the mm-hmm. yep. environment. And I know you've tested now many electric vans. I, I'm I've. Tempted to think that you've tested most or all of the ones on the market. Yeah, like
1: yeah. Companies
0: happy to give you them for a week or so, a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your experience? I know right now, you, right now you have the street scooter, which is a very popular van because of its its cost, its popularity. What's your experience so far with the sc- street scooter or street yeah. scooter go? What's the actual name?
1: That's street scooter. Uh, yeah, this, it's uh, it's the version of work. Work box and work L box. I, I uh, I'm now testing work box, so it's it's similar in, in capacity as env 200. And uh, actually, I'm a little bit uh, disappointed because uh, I expected from the German car, because it's a German car, uh, a bit more in terms of how it is how it is inside uh, for the driver. But still it's uh, scooter is much better than than some of Chinese delivery uh, vans as a maybe you know one.
0: No, but so the Chinese delivery vehicles live up Chinese vehicles live up to their name, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of not quite the quality of a European product, huh:
1: Yeah, true. so uh, street scooter is uh, definitely better than Chinese propositions that i I drove before but uh, um, so so because Chinese are really poor standard inside and and it's they have quite short range so and I know that
0: the street scooter is uh, very basic, very bare bones in order to cut costs and, and you know be affordable. Is it just that is it just a kind of bare bones quality of it, or are there other factors that make it not uh not as great as you expected
1: uh yeah, yeah it's it's visible inside that it's they the taking care of costs. Actually, I don't know the price for now uh, in for Polish market. So it's it's I, I can't really see if if it's if it's done. It's uh, if it's really cheap. But I think in, in this uh, like electric vans, the Nissan emb 200 sets standards uh, at least in Europe. Uh, both inside and uh, inside so the, yeah. so the
0: best electric best uh, smaller electric delivery vehicle you've you've driven is the Nissan NV200
1: especially in extended version called uh, Voltia. so it's Nissan Voltia, uh, which has eight cubic meters it's really quite big and for courier company it's uh, like minimum to have six eight cubic meters because parcels are very often not very uh, heavy, but they are quite big. So, um, so I think the best uh, electric van on the market, on the European market is Nissan uh, Voltia. Or if somebody doesn't like doesn't need uh, so much space, it's EMB 200 in, in normal version.
0: And have you tested the Renault Kangoo Kangoo ZE, which is another top seller? You've, you've used that one as well, yeah, and yeah. the the sake or Bake? Which one, Sake? It was Psych
1: Syke Maxus. Uh, yeah, you know with Kangoo, um, that the thing is, it has no possibility. There is no possibility to quickly charge it. So uh-huh. you can just charge it from the normal socket Uh, so it's very slow and it's uh, in some uh, applications it might be okay because uh, maybe for postman that has really short range to be done every day and it can be charged for whole night okay as you probably know the french post has quite a lot uh, of them but it doesn't give any uh, flexibility Uh, if something gonna happen having ENB 200 you can charge up quickly with the 50 kilowatt uh, uh, per hour. So it's quite quick and uh, it's not Tesla but still and, and you, you have, have good additional 100 or 200 kilometers.
0: And you have and you have good access to those there here now in Poland because of the Greenway network, which is actually related to <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, you mean access to chargers?
0: Yeah, the fast chargers. The-
1: I, mean, I, I mean, when I started, when I bought the uh, Nissan Leaf, we had in Poland, we had seven uh, chargers, quick chargers. Now we have something around uh, 150 and basically every week we have uh, install uh, next installations So, uh, are they
0: still happening? Like almost weekly? Is it uh, uh,
1: not only by Greenway, but also by other?
0: uh, Well, that's that's actually something I was really, you know, uh, long-time readers, listeners might know. You know, I I lived here for ten years, and I went back to Florida for the Mm -hmm. past nine months, and now we're back in Poland. Before I left, we had something like twenty-six or thirty charging stations in Wrocław, where I live. Um, Fourth largest city in Poland, but a lot of them were smaller. You know, like these smaller, older stations from companies. Not not very big, real name, right name? galactico yeah, and some city ones. And when I checked the PlugShare, well, it, there was one right down the street from me, and I noticed it's gone. It got pulled up. It's disappeared. So I checked PlugShare last week, and all these old stations are gone. There's like none of these old stations are on PlugShare map. I don't know if the, every single one of them got removed or what, but it seems like it. But there's a bunch of new, uh, almost in place ones from Orland, so it seems like Orland is putting them in at every freaking station. It looks like all of their gas. Sta- I didn't even know they had so many gas stations, so I, I'm not even sure. But it looks like there's a bunch of uh, charging stations coming in through Orland, and then there's also some from Greenway. Uh, is that so? Orland, Greenway, any others or?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, also Lotus and. Uh, I'm sometimes I'm uh, also the electromobility consultant, and I can't uh, tell you the name, but uh, there is a big network of shops in Poland. It has uh, more than 1,000 shops, and they, they have really serious plans to have chargers in front of I'm just
0: gonna I'm just gonna say some names and you blink or don't blink no you know? no no, no. <laughs> okay I'm just kidding no. <laughs> yeah, but, but maybe but actually maybe you know maybe not all of those that I saw were Orlan I checked a few in their Orland maybe some were Lotos or some other I just figured after checking a few they were all but I should check every single one of them and see <laughs>
1: you know, uh, uh, in terms of Orlan or Lotos, it's it's about uh, that the Polish government uh, is really pushing every company that it has influence on and orlen and lotus and, and some others are like partly uh, state companies so Polish government is pushing to uh, pushing these companies to to install uh, next and uh, next chargers so it's 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 going to be i think yes. next year we're going to have at least double or if not triple this amount as we have now
0: and we shouldn't get into politics politics is dangerous maybe but there's a lot of a lot of concerns about Polish government from people in and outside Poland right now but yeah. this is actually one area where they're really good yeah. like i think across the board you whether you love them or hate them you should be happy with what they're doing with electromobility and it, early on when there were big plans i think there was a kind of like huge skepticism like ah you know it's easy to talk but now we're actually seeing we're seeing results which is Quite impressive and, and uplifting. So, of course, it helps the country. So, you know, it's something that should be done. But still, there's, there's a need for leadership on it. So i ask you, how do you expect this, this market, the electric delivery vehicle market, to change in the next three to five years? So the last six years, you've seen a, a big change. Uh, how do you expect it to change in the next three to five or six years?
1: Yeah, I hope and I think uh, the prices should go down and the ranges should go up. These are two main factors that... Do you
0: expect to see, like with cars, we saw basically ranges kept increasing without the prices really changing. Uh, And I think we're probably going to see now... I hope we're going to see ranges maybe staying more steady and prices mm-hmm. dropping, so that you get like lower prices on the leaf and this kind of thing. Do you expect the same in in a delivery vehicles, or do you think they still need to see like range increasing for a few a few years?
1: Uh, I think uh, taking under consideration the for instance EV 200, it's it's uh, it has like real life almost 200 kilometers or i I done 230 kilometers in the in, in year 200, but it's like everyday range should be somewhere around 200 kilometers. And if we're talking about delivery companies that are working inside cities, it's far enough. It's, it's undoable to, to drive in the city more than 200 kilometers a day. But of course, if we're talking about the in between cities uh, transportations, it's still a lot work to be done in terms of range but that's just different uh, different category
0: i so see kind of a diversification more in the market right this kind yeah, of city yeah. versus uh, between so this
1: city events should i hope the price will go a bit lower because then the that uh, this low tco co- uh, tco costs are gonna have uh, even more impact on on decisions of on the people
0: who are yeah total cost of ownership yeah that's something i we're having a lot more and more fun with so maybe we'll end with a few uh, fun more fun than well tesla you know people love tesla so have you ever used you know we we we're partners in a tesla shuttle company network have you ever used the tesla for deliveries for couriers
1: yeah, I mean, uh, at least a few times. Uh, it was uh, mostly inter cities, like between cities uh, deliveries. So, if the, the not a big parcel was supposed to be same day in the other part of Poland, like 400 kilometers, we've we done a few times uh, this time of delivery in Tesla. But it's you know the car is quite expensive so it's not
0: yeah like and is it, good, is it good for any particular kind of service like this or it's just you know it's it's got long range of course but it's expensive that's basically yeah
1: it. i i think it's uh, it's a bit too expensive to to use it for for this purpose maybe second hand like four five years uh, cars that, that can be um, you can find on, on the internet maybe we'll go to this point that it's going to be so cheap that
0: yeah, we're actually we're seeing uh, the price of used Model S has dropped quite strongly in the U.S. now. I think because of all the Model 3s, and uh, also because a lot of Teslas coming off of lease. You know, Tesla of course has had this dramatic exponential growth ramp. So, although the Model S has been on the market for it's been on the market for a while, but you know the early days were small sales, and then they increased production capacity. So, so there's a lot coming off of lease that's driven down the cost and now you know you've got to sort of a lowering price of used ones on the market finally after years, so maybe you'll see the same in, in Europe in the next couple of years uh, and it'll become more attractive. Of course, the challenge then is Teslas are also expensive to repair, so if they're out of warranty, you have high risk with repair costs. Um, uh, yeah, uh,
1: I think uh, this is kind of problem of Tesla older cars, and it might be not a problem for Nissan or Hyundai. That are not so expensive to repair yeah. and uh, it, it, with time they are still very cheap to run. So I, I, I think that it might happen that uh, we're going to see in next years, I mean in 10 years time and even 20 years time, even 20 years old electric vehicles that are quite expensive in comparison with uh, in, um, internal combustion cars just because uh, this TCO stays still, very low, and uh, but they are not they are not uh, about to broke in any way. So just no no, not a big risk of uh, of failure.
0: And, and then this is either uh, going to be a very difficult question or a very easy question. <laughs> uh, how? how is operating a delivery company versus operating a Tesla shuttle or Tesla shuttle route? You know, I know you have a lot of experience with both. How do you feel about the different types of businesses, especially, you know, for anyone who might be thinking, you know, they want to get into e-mobility place, be a startup, be an entrepreneur. What's your thought on starting an electric delivery company versus electric shuttle company?
1: I think uh, the, the delivery company is quite simpler just because, you know, parcel can wait hour or two and it's not a problem you can uh, in, in most cases it's it's okay uh, and uh, people are not really willing to wait at all and they, they have to be on a very certain time on the airport or whatever so it's kind of different way of transportation it's hard to match for instance few people in one car on one direction it's uh, and it's very easy to to you know, deliver a few parcels in one time in one area of city. So it's uh, I think it's easier to use electric vehicles in delivery company than and, and, and shadow. Actually. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, and to end, we'll come back to TCO for for last question. Do you think people are starting to understand the TCO benefits of of electric vehicles, especially I would. I'm curious about the, your delivery market because that's the kind of market where you would think people would be crunching the numbers. But, mm-hmm. but just in general, do you think people are starting to understand the TCO benefits? Are those benefits overhyped at all, uh, for, from your perspective? Are they sort of are they not as great as
1: pe- as we sometimes make, make them out to be? Or I think they are not overhyped, and I think maybe one percent of people in charge understand the TCO benefits of electric vehicles. So it's... Uh,
0: so still tremendous amount of education to do. And, and I mean, we, we've been publishing about it more and more, but there's just so much opportunity. It's so, it's so specific to individuals or cases. So there's so many different cases you could do on this topic.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's also about the companies that are financing cars, that they have, uh, at least on the conferences that I was in, and uh, they have no idea that they should uh, finance this different way maybe longer time because this, this TCO is supporting a bit longer leasing not two or three years uh, long and um, on the other hand it, they are in, in quite hard situation because they don't have like 20 or 30 years history how the costs of the used cars are how they are after oh. many years?
0: Man, I will give you. This is a, you know, from my. It's getting a little bit of a tangent on batteries. Mm-hmm. So for years, I, I've known uh, after watching a Jeff Don presentation that batteries degrade in two ways. They degrade from from use. And just from time, from being on the shelf, like even if you stick a battery on the shelf for ten years, it's gonna degrade. The, the capacity is gonna go down. So there's in the Jeff Don presentation I saw, which I think quite a few you know EV enthusiasts have seen, there's a kind of there's a drop off from degrade from use, and then there's like a steep drop off at some point from time. Mm-hmm. And I've always been like a little bit you know nervous. Like it's like is this gonna be a big deal or not? You know, in ten fifteen years. Yeah. So we recently had dinner with Mark Z. Jacobson in in Silicon Valley. He's a professor at Stanford. He'll be on another Clean Tech Talk podcast. Yeah. He's the professor of J. B. Straubel, who is CTO of who is CEO of Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Co-founder of Tesla. So he's this guy knows knows stuff. And we talked to him about this, and he said it's not something actually to worry a lot about. He's had it already with the. Um, Tesla Roadster. He had an early Tesla Roadster and he saw one day this drop in capacity and he reached out to JB <laughs> or yeah. JB reached out to him. I forget, you know, that lucky you know, connect. He's, he's good yeah. with connection and they explained, yeah, it's that drop that you get over after time and that's what it was. And But it's not like a deadly drop. It's a drop in capacity, but it's not like it destroys the battery capacity and life. So the roadster is still great to drive. It's still, you know, it's got range. It's, it's fine. So so there's this concern, you know, after 10 or 15 years, you're going to have this drop, this sort of, you know, significant drop in capacity. But it's not like, doesn't mean the car, a Tesla, is going to be useless then. It's just going to have less range. It's still going to have probably more range than an early electric car like Leaf or, or IMF or something and also there is a, lot a more p- range that them. so this is for me i realize, i i got very happy to hear this because it means the tco benefits can continue a lot longer the cars can last a lot longer it's not such a worry
1: yeah and, and it's also can we can also maybe exchange the batteries after i don't know 15 years or something and it's decision if you want to do it or you uh, you are not able to do it. So yeah, up
0: to now that's not been very cost effective, but the battery prices keep dropping and someday I think it w- I think it will be, you know, not yep. That. Yep. okay. Tomek, thank you for joining. Thank you for sharing your expertise in electric delivery vehicles and, and different types of vehicles and we'll chat again soon.
1: Cheers. Thanks, bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix.